0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the MNC Bank Center for Women in Business podcast. I'm Rachel, the student engagement intern, and today is a very special episode because I have the honor of speaking with our former co directors, Dr. Julia Fulick and Dr. Kiku Jones. Earlier this semester, they have announced that this will be their last semester as co-directors of the m Bank Center for Women in Business. Since 2018, Dr. Fullick and Dr. Jones have tirelessly led the center and they have grown the center as a community across Quinnipiac, local businesses, and nonprofits. Under their leadership, they have helped the community during the pandemic and provided meaningful work across students and faculty. I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to sit down and speak with them today to discuss some of their favorite memories, from the past four years. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Fulick and Dr. Jones. So to start us off, what has been your favorite memory or memories during the time as co-directors?
1: I would say definitely one of the um, memories that really sticks out to me is during the uh, authentic, authentic leadership panel that we had. Um, it was in 2019 during the Women's Entrepreneurship Week with Diane Winston and Beverly Dacey. It was a fantastic panel. Uh, They did an amazing job. Uh, We had a great audience. And at the end, of course, we took questions. And there was a a young woman who stood up, and and she was kind of in the mid-row, and she wasn't one of our normal community members. And uh, so she stood up and she said she um, was just starting out, Left. Her, you know, normal job. She had a passion for what she was doing, and her question was, "How did they get started? How did they find, the, you know, community? How did they get, you know, the um, experience that they were they were doing? And and you know, how did, basically, just how did they get started? You know, she was wanting to you know, move forward. She knew what she needed to do, but she just didn't know what to do from there. And um, it, it was amazing because it, at the end of the the panel, at the end of of the workshop, totally at the end, people swarmed her and it was so incredible. The community that we have is something that is so great and I think that that's what just really stuck out in my mind. I mean she couldn't move from her seat (laughs) because there were so many people there who wanted to help her. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that just really stuck out in my mind because it really represents who we are as a center. And Mm -hmm. it just, I don't know, it's something that was just burned in my brain Um, when we think about memories from the center. It's um, that person's just saying, how do I start? And everyone there to help her.
0: Mm
2: Um, so, one of mine is the Supporting Women in Times of Crisis and Calm. We did a webinar with Simone Morris, class of 1990, and Dewana Beeman, who sits on our Center Advisory Council. And this was in partnership with Christina Galligan and Alumni Development. And just the energy and the comfort level in the conversation and in dialogue with these two phenomenal women. And the three of us were coming together to really talk about a year in review with the pandemic and the change that occurred as caregivers, as parents, as uh, professionals, like what was coming up and what were the challenges that we faced. And it was nice to see the different perspectives and the intersectionality that transpired in the conversation and in the dialogue to be able to connect with the virtual audience. And that was something that was really important to us as center directors during the pandemic, that we'd be able to continue programming throughout that time. And we were you know, scrambling to figure out how do we do this remotely? How can we set up webinars to make sure that our community is still supported and able to maintain that sense of connection and community? So, another one
1: for me um, is the Women of Color um, series that we did, Professional Development Series, and it was definitely the whole series, but there's, you know, one workshop in particular that really sticks out to me, and uh, it's the salary negotiation workshops that we did, and this is, this was done, of course, with Denisha Collins, um, who's on our steering committee, and V. Jacobs, who works with the, um, who's in the Department of Culture and Global Engagement, and we were um, doing our, our first salary negotiation workshop, and uh, of course it was just women of color um, in the workshop, and we got to a point where I asked for um, women to you know give us some of their examples of um, Things that they've done that we should celebrate because we're talking about the value statement and what you know what they bring to the table, and it was silent. Right, no one was saying anything. No one was really um, not not even putting anything in the chat. It was kind of quiet, and so I said, "Well, I have something." You know, um, because of this professional development series we wanted to make sure that everyone every you know one who was who was putting on these workshops everyone who was um, doing you know every piece of this was a woman of color and so we now have three um, and it was me and Denisha and the um, women of color who are now facilitators trained facilitators who can run these salary negotiation works, workshops and I said I don't want to celebrate that because we now have three on this campus who are women of color who can do this. And I said, so let's celebrate that. And as I said that, and we cheered it on, women began to just start populating the, the chat and opening up you know, their audio and saying different things that they were proud of and different things, and different accomplishments that they were doing, and it just began to fill. And it was so exciting and so wonderful for us to be able to celebrate all of these amazing accomplishments, big and small, that these women of color were proud of. And it created this amazing community of women of color who who felt comfortable with one another. Um, And and we're talking about this value statement, and now all of a sudden these things that maybe you weren't really sure, I don't know, do I bring value? You now know, yes, you bring value. And the great part was, was even after the workshop, I began to get meeting requests from the women that were in that workshop to continue that conversation and to help them to develop that value statement even further so the impact was seen immediately and that was a that was a fantastic uh, memory mm. that uh, that i
2: have our eileen peters farley speaker series that was our very first large in-person event after the pandemic and it was so powerful to have students, faculty, staff, community members, professionals in the room and the energy in the room. It was, it was so amazing to see Jessica be able to present the award to Hang Black, to be to recognize Hang for her passionate advocacy for women in the workplace to be able to hear Hang's story and how she really emphasized lighting up the darkness and shining a light on the unwritten rules and expanding access to leadership positions, especially for individuals who don't think that they're an option and what's possible. And so being able to share that, and again, you know, Hearing the stories and hearing the experience and being able to connect and be in community with one another is such an amazing aspect of our programming.
0: Yeah, I remember that one. That was a very emotional event, um, especially it being the first one back. Kind of going off of being co-directors, um, in addition to that, you also are the chairs of your own departments and have families. So how do you balance your time? Or how do you make sure you're giving enough attention to all the
1: responsibilities that you have? So I think that um, we're gonna have similar yeah. answers to this. And so we can bounce back and forth to mm-hmm. on this one too. But I, I, you know, the word balance is just Uh, Well, I I think it's kind of a a, almost a negative word. Yeah. Uh, Because I feel like you know people begin to feel guilty, begin to feel um, like they aren't doing what they're supposed to Mm -hmm. when they don't find this. Oh, I'm not balancing on the board. Because you know, really, that's just uh, it's just not something that people are going to find. Right. I, I just don't feel that. Um, you're gonna, at any point in time, you're gonna need to put more emphasis on one thing over another.
2: Right. Yeah, it's, balance doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And if you actually look at the literature on work life, we've shifted from balance, which is this unattainable pipe dream, to effectiveness. So how can you practice effectiveness in the different roles that you have? Um, whether it's the different hats that you wear professionally, but also in your personal life, if you're a caregiver, if you're doing volunteer work in the community, like whatever that is for you, it's really identifying what is on, and it's not even a plate anymore for most of us. It's a platter. So (laughs) (laughs) I I remember this is a shout out to Rowena Ortiz-Walter. She used to say this. It's the platter. And so when you're looking at your platter, and someone's asking you to add something what do you take off because you only have so many hours and so what are you identifying and and how do you set those boundaries and protect time for the things that are meaningful to you um you know making sure for me it's making sure that I'm showing up for my daughter that I can take her to school in the morning that I can go to events with her, that I can take her to dinner when I want to take her to dinner. If we have an event on campus, can she come with me? Is she my plus one (laughs) to an event? And so the lines are going to blur. I mean, there there are going to be times when they blur. And I think one of the beautiful things that came from the pandemic is that recognition that we are whole people with multiple identities and that's okay and can we shift away from check everything else at the door when you come to work that's not realistic and I want to role model that to our students in particular yes. that life happens and it's important to recognize that you're not gonna be hundred percent all the time and that's okay and recognizing
1: that yeah. is important. Um, I, I, I echo what what um, Dr. Fulick is saying in regards to you know your family, and I and every, it's different for every person, but for uh, well, for both of us, you know, it, um, our family is extremely important, and yeah. in particular our children. And you know, I always tell my boys because they say, "Oh, you're working." I said, "You're first. Yes. If you have a question, if you have a need, if you have whatever, if, if I'm working, then you come in. You know. Yeah. That door, <laughs> you, you come in. You know, there's yeah. there's not a, a, a time that that I don't have, um, you know, a, 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 that I can't step away for you. you. Right, know, there's always um, that time for you, and so. But we you know look to see as you know as she said you know about can I bring them as a plus one mm-hmm. you know now my boys are older <laughs> they are looking for me to step away for for their items and and, mm-hmm. you know, and I will do that um, but you know that's what we we do right we find find ways to you know is there something that we can do together um, yes and, and incorporate you know all pieces and that's awesome you know if it's a ball game or something mm-hmm. like that my boys might want to might want to attend together but. Um, But if it's something else, not necessarily. Right. And so, you know, we have to try to find ways to um, to find, you know, what what, it's not balanced because, again, there that really doesn't exist. But is there a way that we can find um, a way to show up for the things that are important for us? And that's what that's what is and to be present yes i mean that is so important when you're there be present in that moment don't be thinking about all these (laughs) other things that you have on that platter yeah be present in the moment for where you are at the time and that's um so very important to to try to master yeah i say try to master because you know there are going to be times that you don't master. yes let's be honest Mm -hmm. right and and the guilt piece is real and so you want to try to um really you know find that ability to do that you know to being present and if you can find that way then where are you winning
0: I think it's comforting to know that there isn't ever going to be a balance coming from yeah. two leaders who have made an impact on the community here in Quittipiac. Um I know from personal experience, walking into the center, you make the space very comfortable. When we walk in, you're always offering us candy or <laughs> snacks um, just to make sure that you know you're here for us. Mm. Um, even I remember when I walked in and you had your door closed because of the heater, you told me that <laughs> you're not closing the door because you don't want me to come in and ask for help you just wanted the room to be (laughs) hot so even small things like that I think is very comforting um even in a place where um we're on campus we're at the center doing work but you're still making this place so comfortable for all of us and giving us a place to work um where we have a desk and we have a chair we have everything we need um to get some stuff done yeah um So to end us off, how do you ensure that you can continue to grow
1: and develop as a leader? For me, I, I like to continue to learn. I think yeah. that that is an important piece for anyone. It's, you know, that lifelong learning is real. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You need to keep doing that. Um, and, and the way that I like to do that, um, one is reading. I read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have one book that's almost finished, which I am almost finished with uh, with a book, um, I have another book <laughs> ready to go. Um, <laughs> because I think that just absorbing that knowledge is, is super important and I I, I Look at a lot of different disciplines. Um, I also like to go to various workshops in um, different fields as well. And I think that just continuing that learning is important. Mm -hmm. And surrounding myself with mentors. Yeah. Um, And again, different types of mentors—not just one, but many—because you know people bring different types of. Knowledge, different types of skills, and different types of um, experience to the table, and I like to learn from them as well.
2: Yeah. I would say doing the work and taking ownership over your personal responsibility in doing that work, in learning. Uh, this is one thing that Kathy Simeone really role modeled a lot actively engaging in the community, listening to other people's stories, believing mm. their stories making sure that you're showing up and attending events, being present, being actively engaged. I'm also a reader. I think that could be an academic thing. I read a lot. I engage on social media. I'm listening to what people are also reading, what they're posting, um, checking in with Colleagues, with mentors, with students. What's going on? Where are the pain points? Where are the pressure points? Uh, where are there areas of opportunities? Where are you hopeful? And really, again, actively engaging in community and really most importantly, believing people. When they share something, it's a gift when someone shares their story yes. and their experience with you, especially if someone is sharing with you a vulnerable moment and experience that's a gift and you see that as as a gift it changes your perspective and it it improves your learning the more that you can get can engage with people who are different from you that have different lived experiences from you you're never going to have the same experience as someone else you've never had their life their lived experiences and so listening engaging being present is is a really critical part of learning.
1: You made a comment about students, and I think it's really important um, as a as a leader to not only uh, listen to your superiors, yeah. but also to those who report to you. Because I think that you you truly grow when you are listening to those who report to you. Because hopefully, they're giving you feedback as well. Right. Um, and if you are open to to truly understanding where you can develop better for them, um, that's, it, you know, uh, that's where you can um, really be helpful. That's where you can um, help those underneath you to, um, to really succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you are a, a true, um, well, the way that I see it, a true servant leader, then, you know, you're one that can, right. can really push those um, who report to you in a, um, a much further, Atmosphere, And that's, you know, the goal, at least the way that I see it is for um, those who report to me to go much further than I've gone. Right.
0: All the other fellows that we have. So seeing that you practice what you preach and practice what you read in those right. books and what you've experienced yourself is really comforting as well. Um, But with that, thank you to Dr. Follick and Dr. Jones for taking the time to speak with me and have this amazing conversation. Um, And also thank you to our audience for tuning in. Remember to follow us on Instagram at KU underscore woman business to stay connected. Thank Thank you, Rachel.